0: This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and
1: connect.
2: Recently, we had another Mouth Media podcast, Travel is Your Business, share a story of Motobag, the world's first motorized, smart, and connected carry on. We thought you, the retail is your business listener, would also find this discussion useful. Enjoy this terrific conversation from the floor of CES in Las Vegas.
0: From New York City, you're listening to Retail Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the retail industry, recorded on location.
1: I'm Ryan. I'm the chief marketing officer of MotoBag, the world's first smart luggage system you can ride. I am a big fan of all things innovation, because when you innovate, you are only burdened by your own creativity. And I think that's pretty cool. If you have a desire to, you know, make some new kind of a pair of shoes, make them. If you have a desire to, you know, make some new kind of luggage, make it. I think that's pretty cool. And you are limited only by your own creativity.
2: If you're not riding your luggage, maybe you should be. Maybe you will be. If you know anything about MotoBag, which is the world's only motorized, smart connected carry-on luggage, well, if you haven't seen it in action, you haven't lived. And while we're on location at CES 2020 in Las Vegas, Nevada, got a chance to take a look at this incredible product. And coming up, you're gonna hear from the CMO and a member of the founding team, And talk about luggage, motor bag, innovation, maybe retail, and whatever else comes up. Again, on location at CES in Las Vegas.
0: You're listening to Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the travel and hospitality industry.
2: Tim, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. I really appreciate you taking time away from showing people how to ride around on your luggage.
1: Well, Mark, it's a pleasure to be here. In many ways, it's a it's a, it's a break from the hecticness of the show floor.
2: You're welcome. Yeah. Early happy birthday. There you go. Uh, so, Tim, I, I want to start out this way. We'll, sure. we'll get more into exactly what the product is. But he, here's the question that came to me as I watched all this. And I, I am familiar with the new trend in luggage and sure. whether you're riding it or not. Yep why does this need to exist
1: well you know that's a a good question i think but i think the answer to that is that every and particularly at this show right this show is about technology and about innovation and eventually, innovation comes to every market segment, every industry category, for the most part. And I think it has finally come to luggage. I mean, yeah. there's not been a lot of innovation in the field of luggage since wheelies were uh, introduced in the late 1970s. So I think it was a market segment that was um, just ready for innovation and new ideas to come to it. And we, as long with other uh, players in the smart luggage space, that's where we play. You know, we're bringing new ideas of how you can make luggage more innovative uh, than just the way it's always been.
2: So, uh, explain, let's unpack the product for yeah, example. Sure. So, here's what I saw.
1: That's a, that's a good unpack the product. I like that. It's, a, you know, yeah, it's luggage. Just, pack. Unpack, there you go.
2: Yeah. Um, let's get a handle on it. Let's uh, see, there's another <laughs> one for you. <laughs> uh, what I saw was this. Yeah. And tell me, tell me wh- where there's more story, sure. obviously. Uh, I I saw that obviously it's luggage. I saw that you there, you can pull up the handle in a way where it becomes a little steering wheel. It actually has a like a motorcycle, little handles that are your acceleration, and you sit on it and it looks like it can carry a decent amount of weight because I I saw some full sized men on there, and then you can drive it around and then you can pull. What I thought was a battery pack out of it to solve some of the issues with n- not putting uh, battery packs in uh, when you travel in, in in places that they can't go, and I assume that also means you can change them out when sure. it, over time. Sure, right. and you can. Okay, yeah. So, so that's what I saw. What's the part of the pitch and the story? that I'm missing in my very simplistic observation.
1: At our core, we are a piece of luggage. So if you were to walk up to you know, our booth here at CES, or if, if not at CES, if you just were walked up and saw us on a street corner, you'd be that person standing next to a piece of, of luggage. It's got a telescoping handlebar, and it looks like, for the most part, a traditional piece of carry-on luggage. The difference between a typical piece of carry-on luggage and motobag is that in literally less than 10 seconds, you can... Transform that piece of luggage into a mobility device. So you turn it over on its spine, you unzip a little flap, you lift up a telescoping handlebar, you lock it in place, you pull out some foot pegs, you turn it on, and whammo, you can now ride your luggage from point A to point B. So we really have taken uh, luggage and we've added the innovation of personal mobility to it. Um, So not only is it luggage, It still stores things, personal items, uh, and it stows 85% of what you would put in a typical carry-on you can put in your motor bag, but it can get you from point A to B in a fun, safe, and efficient manner. So it just brings a whole new level uh, of uh, experience to your destination. We have a saying at at motor bag that… Travel is really about two things. It's about the journey and the destination, getting there and once you are there. We really can't control your destination. You decide where you're going, but we can control your journey, how you get there. I mean, how, what your experience is like in getting from point A to point B. That's what motor all about.
2: How does the fact that there's a motor in it and, and the mechanisms to make this go add to the weight of the bag?
1: So it adds a little bit of weight, but Much less probably than what you would think. Our product is really what we like to call a high-quality, high-performance machine. Um, So there's a lot of different component parts to it, whether it's that handlebar we talked about earlier. It's got wheels on it that are, you know, a higher grade uh, in quality than it Typical piece of wheelies that you'd find in the department store if you're going to purchase luggage, but it's got other cable systems and it's got a battery and just some other wires that you know go into the uh, apparatus uh, to make it work. Our product, Empty, weighs about 16 pounds. So you're starting out with 16 pounds. In the U.S., if you're traveling, you know, you can go up to 50. Um, the battery itself weighs about a pound, a pound and 1.25. So it adds a little bit of weight, but not significantly that much. This,
2: this is this is approved for aircraft use?
1: So it is approved. It's It complies. It, it far exceeds the requirements from the FAA, um, TSA, and then globally what's called IATA, the International Air Transport Association.
2: So uh, – a couple of questions. Yeah. I know this is for anyone that sees that they have a need or desire for it. Yeah. But who is this really intended for? Here here's what I mean. My back has been I've been having back problems sure. over the last week. I could have used this thing. Yeah. Because carrying my bag, even actually pulling my bag, w- was painful for mm-hmm. me to walk the distance I had to go. But arranging uh, one of those uh, vehicles to take you is, right. is actually not easy to do. And you feel a little silly, you know. Uh, but if I had this, I could have saved myself a lot of pain writing it. But on the other hand I also because it's a little heavier might have been a little tougher for me to lift than normally. So I'm thinking about say a weaker person or an older person. This can be really useful for them. I'm thinking about someone who may have a little difficulty walking because they're overweight or something right. maybe maybe right. there's that situation or what have you uh someone who may be suffering from a degenerative disease It's harder for them to walk. this could be useful for them as well, et cetera et cetera and then of course, there's just the tech enthusiast, someone who likes cool stuff it, you know, and anything that just feels they're an urban person, whatever right yeah. okay so I'm sure it's for all those people, but as this was conceived, yeah. who are you saying? here's who needs to
1: buy this yeah, so it is a mashup of all those people i mean that's a short answer but i mean if you get back to kind of the roots of the f- creation of moto bag it's kind of one of those quintessential there was an aha moment that uh-huh. kind of came uh so you know my colleague kevin was going through the airport and he was traveling with a group of of young kids and he had more stress and hassle than he had time and kids were hanging on him and he literally you know, did think, as we all have had this thought at some point, God, it'd be so much easier if we could ride our luggage. And he was kind of joking, and then, you know, he had that aha moment. It's like, wait, why can't we? So, you know, he called up uh, another friend and, you know, shared that idea, and he got on his flight and let the idea marinate. And, you know, they got back together again and said, you know, I think we could somehow figure out how to motorize this thing. Um, And, you know, over a period of years and testing and, you know... Trials and Tribulations, you know, out pops bag. But as we looked at who could use this product, you're right. I mean, it was somebody who likes technology and something that's a little bit different. They like the latest and greatest uh, because, I mean, again, we are a technology product. Uh, we're, we're luggage, but we're a technology product. Um, the most uh, applicable customer was uh, somebody who does a lot of traveling. We call them road warriors or savvy travelers. Somebody who knows that traveling is not you know, the pleasant experience that it once was, that it's oftentimes there's more hassle than there is um, time. Um, So that was number one. Number two, what we call the -the on-the-go business professional, somebody who might attend a lot of trade shows like this event here, uh, and they have to get around a cavernous uh, convention center. Um, And then the third target was what we call the urban day tripper, somebody who does live in an urban setting, who perhaps doesn't want to, you know, hop on a bike or a scooter or, uh, you know, some other type of a motorized device, Motobag was an option for them to, you know, see their urban landscape in a new way. Again, anybody who needed to get from point A to point B um, and do it in a way that was fun, safe, efficient, and functional. Again, it's functional. We're luggage. We're nothing. If we're not luggage, you can put your stuff in our product. So that's key. So those were kind of the three main Customer segments. But then our fourth segment really found us. And as smart as what we think we are, uh, we admittedly kind of overlooked this. And that is the mobility challenge, what we call the mobility challenge consumer, somebody who is typically, but not always, a little bit more aged uh, that has issues getting around. That might be everything from arthritis related, or maybe they have Parkinson's, maybe they have MS, maybe they just. Twisted their ankle. Uh, Maybe they have a bad back, you know, like you. Um, And they came to us uh, as as customers and said, this is a really cool product. And, you know, it seems kind of fun that we can ride this. Usually, you know, we're relegated to those carts that go through the airport that say beep, beep, beep that you say that, you know, people don't want to hop on. Or, you know, they're in an electric uh, wheelchair. 95% of the time, people tell us and industry statistics show, when you order a wheelchair, it neither shows up at your destination, the airport you're going to, or it's late. With Motobag, you've got your ride with you. And so that consumer really is now one of our bread and butter consumers. We call them the mobility challenge consumer. We've created an advisory board comprised of uh, those individuals. So people like from arthritis foundations, um, uh, ALS Uh, it's been a great, great partnership between us and the mobility challenge consumer. And at this show, we have launched what we are calling our new moto mobility bag, a bag that is slightly taller than our original model. Um, So it, it makes it, Uh, easier for those consumers to not have to sit down so low uh, as you would have to in our original bag.
2: What else is on the roadmap that you're in a position to speak about that yeah. you say, okay, this is where we're heading, this is, you know, uh, yeah. uh, and, and, and as a piggyback on that, I'm interested, are you um, e-commerce only, or are you uh, in physical stores? Yeah.
1: So, okay, a lot there, but let me yeah. say, so also at this show, we launched earlier today, uh, our new Easy Out battery design. So we're in the smart luggage category, smart luggage is anything that has a battery component. Um, new regulation that came out in 2018 uh, mandated that your battery had to be removed from your smart luggage or your smart luggage was obsolete. You couldn't bring it on any airline. Um, Our battery was always removable uh, right from our very first uh, day. But to be perfectly honest, it was cumbersome for the consumer to remove our battery. It was located in the undercarriage of the product. You had to unpack, literally unpack your motor bag in order to get the battery out that was a pain in the tail for people to do and we knew we had to innovate and make it better <laughs> yeah. so we launched uh, earlier today our easy out battery our battery is now relocated to the rear uh, external portion of our product it literally is one click and out comes the battery you pop it in your backpack and you pop on your plane it's super simple probably one of the easiest if not the easiest battery to remove that's in the smart luggage segment so that's cool uh, tomorrow we are going to be here's a scoop for you we're going to be launching MotoBag 2020 um, given the you know political year and the political season that we're in, which is kind of a new ambitious campaign for us. That our motto at Motobag is to change the way the world travels. That's what we set out to do. Motobag twenty twenty is gonna be, you know, an ambitious activity and awareness campaign to really take Uh, Our desire to change the way the world travels to the public, whether it's in the U.S. or globally, where we have customers. And in that vein, later this quarter, between now and the end of March, we will be launching our first European retail presence. We have been a direct-to-consumer model up to this point, and we still are 85 to 90% direct-to-consumer. As a young company, it's more beneficial to us to follow that model. We can selfishly kind of keep our margins more to ourselves. But from a distribution perspective, the interest and demand for our product and other smart luggage providers as well exists. so we're feeding that so we will be launching a retail partnership in Dublin in the next 30 to 45 days and then moving over to London in the UK and we will hopefully be in uh, the UAE United Arab Emirates uh, within the next three or four months we are working to solidify a few select retail partnerships here in the US which should be in place between now and the next six months or so we looked to Asia, which offers a great opportunity for us, our origins go back to crowdfunding. We did some crowdfunding to get our, our idea off the ground way back when uh, with Indiegogo. We're big fans of Indiegogo. We are going to be testing out uh, a crowdfunding platform in Japan. That will be happening in probably the next 60 days, I would say. So our immediate future is ambitious and hectic, but, you know, that's kind of the, the nature of technology. I mean, technology is, you know, ambitious and hectic.
2: So it sounds to me, and I, I'm—I don't mean this as a joke. you yeah. s- It sounds like you're you're, you're actually not trying for a niche market. This is about world domination.
1: Well, it's about it's. I think it's about feeding the appetite that yes. exists. Right. Uh, again, if you go back to luggage, you know, luggage is sh- big business. I mean, because people are traveling all over, you know, the map globally, uh, and when they travel, they put their stuff in luggage. So luggage is big business. The smart luggage category is the growth segment of of luggage. So if we looked at the end of, I think, 2017, it was some of the more kind of robust figures. So smart luggage was about $700 million in revenue that is expected to grow to about 1.7. So it's going to more than double over the course of the next uh, two years. We are just wanting to feed that need and fill that need. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what we're doing. So getting back to the e-commerce yeah. versus physical
2: space, yeah. how are, how are you thinking about that? Are you, are you looking at, you know, being
1: in physical stores is. So, um, Does that matter? It's, I don't know if it matters really, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, because again, if you look, you know, we're just through the holiday season now. I mean, where was the majority of the holiday sales? I mean, yeah, people were still going into brick and mortar stores, but they're going into, you know, uh, online stores more than they are, it seems right. So, you know, people still like to kick the tires. They like to touch the product. They probably like to touch a sweater more than they do their luggage. So I'm not so certain that it makes sense to you know to have that retail distribution. That said, I mean I'm a you know, certainly we we like our friends in retail. If the the right opportunity exists, we would certainly do that. Our product is not the type of product that you're going to see in, you know, a lot of typical department stores. We are more upmarket, really, in the luggage space. So you would see us more in a specialty type store than you would in, uh, you know, a larger department store sure. setting.
2: Going back to the whole world domination theory, uh, so as more and more people have yeah. this product, uh, How have you thought about, in all sincerity, Mm -hmm. um, the amount of traffic of driving luggage going through the hallways of terminals and the possible issues that could create – and I don't mean like here's a problem out there, but – but trying to stay ahead of that.
1: Yeah. So that is a legitimate question and it's one we get a lot and it's one I often answer even before I'm asked it, to be perfectly okay. honest. Sure. Because um, you know, if you were again, you know, those that haven't seen Motobag, I would encourage you to, you know, Google it. We've got a lot of content that you can see Motobag in action. Um if and here's what I say, right? Ours product is a, a driving product. Uh, when you're in a mobility setting, it is not a driverless product. So I know there still are some kinks that our good friends over in driverless autos and, and that segment are working through. But you control Our product. Uh, If you operate it in a uh, responsible way, you will be treated in a responsible way. I tell people if you act like a knucklehead in an airport or anywhere else, you're going to get treated like a knucklehead. Uh, We have been all around the globe a couple of times and have not had any problem with, with our product. I don't ride it. Every time I go through an airport, sometimes I pull it behind me. So you do have that option, right? It's not that you have to ride the thing. You can ride the product. If you do ride it, we would hope you would be responsible of those who are walking around you.
2: Now what have you done to test the wear and tear because this is not your typical luggage that the uh yeah. the baggage handlers can just uh, whip up into the the pile of yes. baggage yeah. and-,
1: and when we put this together we uh you know made a conscious decision to uh rather than to cut corners it was more to spare no costs in many ways um, because we wanted to deliver something to the marketplace that could stand the test of time because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of ideas that people have that are kind of flash in the pan ideas. And, uh, you know, unfortunately there are a lot of players in the smart luggage space that maybe didn't think through their products completely and they cut a few corners. And sadly, you know, some, uh, if not many of those companies are no longer in business. So we made a conscious decision to, you know, and I want to talk about batteries with you in a minute, because that's another thing I like to address head on. <laughs> um, but. Our, the outer portion of our product, without boring you with details, is a tough ballistic-grade nylon. It virtually is impenetrable, mm-hmm. um, so I don't worry about the wear and tear on that. Uh, the wheels, the you know, the suspension system that's in, in the product is all meant to withstand the rigors of driving it over different surfaces. A smooth surface is, is mm. the preferable surface so that partly answers your question the other thing is is that more often than not our product is a carry-on so it's not going to be susceptible to you know our friends over in baggage handling that do just wildly with no abandon throw your bags all over the place um but it can be checked and and certainly i've checked my moto bag before as well so uh it can uh withstand uh it can withstand the, the rigors of travel, uh I'm quite sure. Um the the battery thing I wanted to, to, to mention, and I know we talked about battery briefly earlier, but another thing that makes our product different and more of a machine, a high performance machine, is our battery. Um, about ninety-eight percent of all smart luggage is powered by a lithium-ion battery source, and that again, I think probably is not a well-thought-out strategy. It's the easiest route to go when putting together smart luggage. It's what most people do. Uh, But it also is the most controversial. That is the um, battery system that can uh, catch fire in flight if it's punctured or if it's overheated. Um, We, again, went upmarket with our product. Ours is a titanium battery platform. It's carbon-free. We've patented our own nano-safe battery system. So, it is uh, something that can withstand the rigors of heat. We've heated it at, uh, to over 900 degrees. We've tried to puncture it with um, nail guns. Uh, we've worked with the FAA to do it at their testing facilities, and we have not wow. been able to to blow it up. That's the good news.
2: That is good news. Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
1: What... I mean, and so, again, we've partnered with the regulatory community uh, and the governmental bodies. We see them more as partners than we do foes. Um, I was in— um, in Thailand and Bangkok uh, in November, uh, speaking to a group of of IATA, International Air Transport Officials, um, it's called Dangerous Goods. These are people who work at every single airline that are worried about the transfer of battery-powered devices. Sure. And it was like going into the lions' den because here I am representing this smart luggage, a product that has a battery that is somewhat controversial. Um, you know, and I extended a, an olive branch and said, We want to work with you, this is what we're doing. we're responsible. No one wants to travel more safely than we do. Um, and so you know rather than um, you know see you as as foes, we see you as friends, let's work together, and that's what we're doing.
2: Last, uh, last question related to the business. Sure. So this is not your first year at CES, right. but it's your first year on the big floor, if you will, yeah. uh, if you want to call it that. The, yeah. Central command, maybe. Central right? command. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Is- uh, but but you, you've had a very meaningful role here over the last few years, regardless. Uh, tell us what that's meant to you and, and how it's formed the trajectory of your company.
1: So it's really been an evolution, you know, been a great ride, if I can if I can say that. <laughs> I mean, we did start out in the startup pavilion here called Eureka Park Marketplace. Yes. You know, we were really an idea then. We had a prototype model here. We had no no product to sell, we had no inventory. Um so we came here, you know, we we put our product out there to see what consumer feedback might be like. Did people think this was a good idea? Did they not? And admittedly, they're like, God. Is that dude riding his luggage? So, you know, just even visually, if you can uh, conjure up what it looks like to have somebody, you know, stop, turn their luggage to on its side and then hop on it and take off. I mean, that's what Motobag does. So it was unique. Um, and we— You know, uh, on the heels of that, we did uh, this uh, crowdfunding campaign that was usually successful. Then we grew from prototype. Second year we were back here, we had product. And then another large technology company got a hold of us and asked us to collaborate with them. We were back the third year uh, in their large pavilion. And, you know, interestingly, when I went to sign us up for CES this year, I said, God, I'd love to be back in Eureka Park. And yeah, you know, sorry, man, you're, you're too damn yeah, successful. Yeah, well, it's you know, good news, bad news. The good <laughs> news is, you know, you're 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 uh, no longer a startup. The bad news is, you're kicked over with the big boys in the big hall. So, you know, like. Like innovation and technology and entrepreneurship itself, I mean, there's been a lot of stops and starts, but it's been a wild ride that's been great. And it's been fun also to then see people here at CES from one year to the next, whether it's, you know, people that are with the media or whether it's uh, other manufacturers, you start to you know, get a reputation both for your product and your person. And it's kind of cool.
2: Amazing. What what an amazing story of not just building a business, thinking about something, having that aha moment, being a part of an innovation thought process, graduating, if you will, to the big boys, sitting along major other brands and having people come along and go, wow, what the heck is that? Yeah. That is so cool. And there's no question, clearly you guys are in for a big ride, uh, forgive the
1: pun. Let, let's hope the ride continues, right? And we will. I uh, have every good reason to think. I mean, the demand is there. You know, the innovation can you, continues to be there. Um, so, uh,
2: you know, I keep, I, I, keep, I keep asking just one more quick thought. Yeah, no, I, fine. I keep thinking about because this is already something that has power. Yeah. It's already something that's got equipment in yeah. it. Um, how are you thinking about, if at all, the opportunities for personalization? I mean, I keep thinking, and forgive me because I'm not trying to be suggestion right. boy here, but I keep thinking, look, the reason there's so much lo- different luggage out there right. is is not just because of the power of building yeah. a brand and marketing right. your brand – people have different things so someone wants pink luggage right. someone wants yes. gold luggage yes. someone wants metal yeah. luggage so so but so the opportunity to say look here is our basic yeah. product yes. and yeah we have different versions of right. it but you can make it your own the, yeah. in this world the ability to do personalization of yes. your product yes. is is growing massively yeah. so so this is my question how have you thought about the fact that you've already got this equipment in there yeah. what's possible
1: well so we have uh, i would like to think that we've sort of thought about that okay. and we can continue to think about that and and to personalize it more as we go forward. So, yes, we have our signature, what we call our signature model, um, and then we have, uh, you know, some other optional features that – consumers can add on so okay. if you want you know a different color wheels we have different colored wheels got it then okay. that would transfer to our brand on the side would the color of that would match the wheel got it. um we've got a, a camo bag a camouflage uh bag oh, here as well um camo is still kind of in we're probably on the tail end of camo being on trend <laughs> but it still is um we've got that uh here um we do, and we get people coming into the booth. They're like, "God, this is cool! You know, it'd be great if there were a horn." Well, we don't have a horn. We don't want a well, horn. Well, everyone, this would be so great if you know if it had music sure. on it. Well, we don't have music, but you can plug in your you know your phone and you know have yeah. your music on your phone. It'd be great if there were cooler in it. So sure. a lot of great ideas, and some of them are probably better than others. Um, so, you know, we'll continue to. To innovate. And look, one of the things on our drawing board, uh, we have a children's version of Motobag Is that, right? uh, wow. that we would hope to have out uh, in prototype form uh, in the next short term. Uh, I'll reserve what short term means. That uh, could be three months or it could be nine months. So that's coming. We have a backpack line we call Pack. So it turns your backpack into a smart backpack so when you do remove the battery from our product you can put it into your moto pack in its own battery compartment then that powers your backpack to feed that charged your phone and those are out probably in the next month or two but we're previewing a series of I think four or five uh, moto packs here our desire is to remain relevant to the space not just to be you know kind of a, a flash in the pan and to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't want to come back to CES 2021 unless I've got something new to show. There's no way uh, I would come back here next year just doing the same thing I'm doing this year. Uh, that doesn't fly in technology. So I think the space in many ways, the space, the larger st- technology space travel tech we'll call it 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 keeps us on our toes i mean and and it demands that we continue to innovate and this is the first year that travel tech has been recognized as ces as its a as its own space on the show floor so that's pretty cool too i mean that speaks i think maybe to the fact that you know finally people are saying let's put some technology in travel so all right final question yeah you travel you do, travel. I, I do travel. You do yeah, travel. I, I, and yes, I travel you. every chance I get. That's what I'm
2: saying. Yep. You travel uh, yep. for personal purposes, yes. but yes. your job brings you. Yes. You travel yes. a lot. Yes. So my question is, how do you make sure that wherever you go, yeah, uh, you feel that you belong there? Uh, what, what do you do, maybe that's a consistent rhythm for you? Every time you go to a, a city or mm-hmm. you return to a city, mm-hmm. that makes you not feel like you're you're being blown around by the wind.
1: Yeah. That is a great question, and it is something I am so mindful of and respectful of. I try to be at least um, when I travel, you know, whether that is as simple as, you know, going into uh, New York and make sure I take the subway rather than, you know, do uh, share. I like to assimilate as best I possibly can. Uh, and you know what? I... I, I Many times when I travel for work, I'm obviously representing Motorbag, right? A a, a, a travel tech company. Um, I don't force my travel tech on on anybody. I try not to. I think I've got a cool product. I think it's a product that is uh, unique to the marketplace, but I realize it's not for everybody. Uh, I'm respectful. I uh, try to be res- respectful of, you know, where I go. I have seen people, you know, just pull out their Motorbag and, you know, go – Places with it in its its driving capacity, capability of function that they probably shouldn't. I try to be respectful of that. Um, and uh, you know, I don't speak every language, so I can't, you know, play that card. I speak a couple, so I'll play that when I, I can to <laughs> assimilate. Um, and you know, I just, you know, I, I've uh. I'm in Chicago, our home base. Uh, you know, I'm a Chicagoan. If I'm in New York, I try to be a little New Yorkish. Well, okay, maybe. Though, it always Is that a, a good little... thing, Mark, to be New Yorkish? Yeah.
2: I, uh, well, you know you know how to get people out of your way, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, exactly, <laughs> right? right.
1: Uh, or if I'm in, uh, you know, if I'm in Sao Paulo, uh, I try to be respectful of that as well. Well, that,
2: I, I love that thinking, yeah. Tim. And I have to say, you know, as far as New York's concerned, I, I've, been, I've lived in New York about 12 years. And okay. the moment I knew I was a real New Yorker yeah. was the time I realized... That I was maintaining my course on the sidewalk and not moving around the person that was coming at me, <laughs> and I held my course and made them move, and I was yeah. like,
1: "I belong." <laughs> exactly. Let me, one quick little story yeah. about New York, right? Since we're uh, we're talking about New York and fitting in, so it was two years ago. Probably we were in New York uh, doing some uh moto bag business and uh had three or four of colleagues with us and it was a great summer day late summer day and we finished our business and so we're like hey, you know let's go be an urban day tripper let's take our product and explore it in new york and so we went down the s- sidewalks of new york which y- I'll tell you, admittedly, is, you know, there's a lot of cracks in many of the sidewalks in New York, as, as New York can be. So we uh, had a bumpy ride, but our destination was Central Park, right? And there's nothing like being in Central Park on a warm summer day. So we took our motorbags to Central Park and kind of like took over Central Park, or at least we thought we did. There were six or, six or seven of us. And as we were going through Central Park on our motorbags, you know, we came along some of New York City's finest on their horseback. And they looked at us and like, that is so cool. That Got, we stopped. They got off their horses and got on our moto bags, and actually, you know, we're riding around uh, a little bit uh, inside uh, Central Park, which was which was pretty cool. So maybe we're kind of like we're almost like uh, honorary New Yorkers.
2: Maybe. What a great freaking story! And that's the greatest story. But it, <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool. That, that, that was is one of the yeah. I I've, I've probably been involved with about a thousand interviews. I that stood there the and held the story. horse's
1: reins while you know uh, somebody from you know uh, <laughs> oh, NYPD hopped boy, on. I Uh, My Motobag and and took off, but it was kind of fun. Uh,
2: Putting you on the spot, what would be perhaps a a final thought you might like to leave our audience that either relates to your brand or doesn't?
1: My final thought is ride-on. And there's a double entendre there, I think, in many ways too, right? So we think we're pretty hip and cool and relevant and contemporary and all that stuff, uh, innovative and technology at Motobag. And we kind of are, actually. We say, you know, Motobag ride-on. And that's ride-on and that, you know, kind of – what is old is kind of hip and cool again, right on and it's right ride on R I D E O N. And you know, whether you are traveling across town, across country, or across the globe, enjoy your journey, whether it's on Motobag or not. And if it's not a Motobag, I would encourage you to go to motobag dot com and make a motobag a part of your life, but just ride on. That's what I'll leave with. Ride on.
2: And uh, and Tim if, if people want to reach out to you and connect how can yeah, and
1: obviously you can uh hit us up on our social media platforms, uh on uh Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're at Motobag and all those platforms. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn uh, as well. You can find me there. Uh, you can find me on Motobag.com. You know, we're not too big that we're not uh, too accessible. So we would uh, encourage and, and welcome people to reach out to us. <laughs>
2: Well, Tim Ryan, CMO and part of the founding team of MotoBag, I, I must tell you what a pleasure to hear your story and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thanks for having us in, and uh, you know, it was this is what happens at CES. I mean, you meet people that uh, you know that are interesting. So absolutely,
2: right thank you very much. Uh, that's it for this episode. Really appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for joining us at CES 2020 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Until next time, I'm Mark Rako. Have a great day.
0: This has been Retail Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2020. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.